Hello and welcome to another podcast, uh, market recap ending on June 5th. So let's get to it. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 6.8%. The S&P 500 was at 4.9%. And the NASDAQ was up 3.4%. And lastly, the 10-year Treasury was up 20 basis points to finish at 89 basis points. So what happened this past week? Well, um, there we've seen a disconnect. And I want to just kind of point that out. So you hear in the news and, and you hear probably amongst colleagues or friends about, um, you know, how why is a market up? But don't they see what's going on in the world? Don't they see what's going on in society? Um, you know, like what happened to George Floyd and uh, the civil unrest that, that is occurring? Like, you know, the market should be selling off. Like, that's just not, not good. That's not right. Um, well, you know, and unfortunately, the the the, re, the answer to that is that the market doesn't have an emotion, doesn't have doesn't have a conscience to that, right? Like the market just focuses on future profits, and what we're looking at and what we have been seeing is that a lot of states are reopening, a lot of companies are you know reporting earnings and and talking about optimism um, for the future, and they see a little pickup in demand whether it's ride-sharing companies, whether it's Costco, et cetera, that's what it focuses on. Um, you know, and you, you'll hear the term Main Street versus Wall Street, and that's basically what, what you see. And that's why you don't um, see a lot of the market reacting to what's going on in society, in which um, the European Central Bank uh, this week, they uh, boosted an emergency bond purchases by another 600 billion euros. Uh, Germany added another 130 billion euros to their spending economic stimulus. Um, so you have, again, this one-two punch of, you could say, central banks and, um, you know, the federal and monetary stimulus in Europe as well. So you have all this, and, and this is just, this is just not... Um, Europe, U.S., it's going on all over the world. You have a lot of liquidity. You have a lot of stimulus going on. And when this happens, it's it's hard to um, not participate. Um, and, and for example, I, I was talking to a colleague today about that, that in a sense, you're 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 uh, probably eight years old, right? And you're starting to learn to swim, or or even younger, say five five. You're learning to swim, and you're in the deep end. You want to go in the deep end, right? But you're scared. So you have the Fed, which is your life vest, um, that's going to prevent you from drowning. Okay, but along with that, you have a lifeguard, which is the government. Um, so they're watching you, trying to learn to swim, trying to get trying to um, have you not need this help, but they're there. I mean, it's it's overprotection, but they're there for you. So how how can you not take, you could say, that risk of going in the deep end when you have so much protection? And that's, I, I would say, kind of simply put, that's what's going on. In my last podcast, I was talking about how um, you know, the U.S. and China had these uh, kind of talks and, and, you know, what would the president do? Well, he, he acted. And what did he do? He basically um, didn't do what, what people thought he was going to do. And that was another market positive 
for the prior week. They thought that he would have more of a hardline stance on China, that he would be, um, you know, put some sort of sanctions, um, you know, like very tough sanctions on Chinese um, uh, officials, um, you know, for what's going on in Hong Kong, um, or maybe even worse, and and this was probably the fear of the market when he was going to have an announcement, was that he was going to um, maybe delay the the phase one um, trade deal um, or change it up or do something like that. Trump did not do anything. So what is my takeaway? My takeaway is since he did not do anything, he's going into this election when he's going into um, his rallies and he's going to talk about what he did with China. He's going to be taking that to be more positive. He's not going to go the other route. He had a choice, make a right or left turn, and he's going to go the route in which he's going to talk about the future, especially now that we start to see the market recover so much. He loves talking about the market. He he talks about 401k balances um, throughout his presidency and everything. And once you see that market recover um, and how the market was since he was president, that's enough fuel for him to continue on. Now, um, there's a lot of more political stuff, and I think China more recently was uh, – you know, letting him know that you shouldn't be getting into our issues and what we do with our people. And then you see what's what Trump's doing with the American people as well. So, I mean, it's kind of like you you can't really fault a nation um, that's doing these things to to their people. And China will just turn it back and say, you know, what are you doing as well? Um, you know, preparing to sell, sell, send the military to to crack down on protests protesters um so right now that that risk is in my opinion right now off the table so what risks are there then you know is is the next question well i think is if we're not picking up as fast as we the market expects um you know that will have a kind of lull um neutral you could say market reaction in other words you're not going to probably see the, these massive gains on a weekly basis if we're just trugging along. Um, and we don't know. I mean, we don't know how fast people are actually coming to work and if, if people are actually being hired at, at full capacity. You know, is business running smoothly? Is Are people getting the same type of orders that they did before the, the shutdown? I mean, that's, that's probably what you'll see the next few months as you start to see... Um, you know, more earnings or, or more uh, same-day sales by retailers reporting. That's that's what we want to see. And that will dictate how fast and how, you know, market moving this economy. I mean, it's probably accelerated market move that, that we've seen. Um, but then what happens if, if things start to not go so well? If, if things are not, um, uh, you know, moving as quickly as you could say we want to see well like i said in my in my analogy earlier it's like well you you we we have um we have our life vest and we have our lifeguard so just keep on trying to um kicking and and moving those arms and and swimming basically it's like as long as we have that support um 
there's really, I mean, I can't really think of of what risk we have. Um, you know, be at any like major hyperinflation or 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 um, a, a big second wave or a, an additional shutdown. But at this moment, that just seems very. Um, you know, that won't say very unlikely. It means, I, I think I would say unlikely um, because now we're, the, as a society, we're living with with the pandemic. I mean, um, I'm sure everyone has gone to local stores and they've kind of um, seen how strange it is, whether you're going into like a doctor's office or a dentist or to pick something up. It's just it's just a whole different vibe to it. And, and you are more aware of what you're touching and everybody has masks on. So again, it's like, you know, that like that fear um, of getting, you know, getting sick is probably not as bad as it was when this first started. I also want to end by just kind of talking about um, trends, trends that I've seen. Well, I mean, Zoom Video just reported earnings this past week, and uh, it, it was an amazing uh, print. I mean, I think it was um, probably twofold or something that you know revenue that they've done the whole last year they did in one quarter. Um, a lot more people are using this technology, and you know, I, I think um, you look at trends like this, right? Like DocuSign, another company. You know, people are signing electronically now. And what did that do? Well, that gave these companies free, their acquired customers so quickly. You know, if you have a business, you pay, you know, you you pay money for advertisement so you could acquire customers. Well, a lot of these customers are already using their product. You know, you have like freemium, um, you know, as, as a lot of people who who, who uh, download um, games on their on their phones know that, you could download for free, and then hey, if you want to pay a little bit more, you could actually you know get access to a lot more cool tools. Same thing with these type of companies. So, um, I see that as as a trend, right? I, I'm now. Does it justify every you know Zoom being worth fifty billion, sixty billion dollars? I, I I don't know. I mean, you have to see how much how fast they they make those customers those people that are using their technology pay right that and you and if i don't know if you remember probably recall a few years ago um dropbox was a very um highly touted stock before it went public but they had the same very similar model right they um you could download dropbox and get i think one gig of free space for on the cloud for free but you know, as if you're an enterprise or a small business, or you know, you could pay a monthly fee and get more storage on the cloud. So you know, how many people are actually doing that? Same thing with Zoom. It's like, well, how many how many people are they going to convert that are um, using the service for free, or probably you know, not enterprise or business wise? Um, and how many people are going to sign up to justify their, that valuation? So um, the other thing that I that I see trend is, and, and I was talking to a colleague about this too, is um, you know payments, contactless payments. Um, you know, I know Visa, Mastercard for years have been pushing on like you know kill cash. We don't need cash. Well, I mean, a lot of people are not. Um, I mean, I know I personally when I go out to a store, um, 
you know, holding and handing out cash is just kind of odd, right? I would rather pay with a card or, or my phone or with a contactless um, system than it is to, you know, be touching things because, you, you know, you're just being overly cautious. So I see like companies like Square that probably had a record number of signups and PayPal where a lot of people are paying stuff just electronically. It's, it's like this is a trend um, for the companies that have the tools to go contactless. I know, you know, Apple Pay, obviously, that's that's another um, way to pay things. And, and, and Samsung Pay also is out there. But I mean, we're going into the context of society, which China has been doing for many years um, with Alipay and Tencent Pay, um, where you scan QR codes. I think that's where we're going. Um, I think cash is slowly going to be, you know, a rare thing. Like if somebody wants to hold cash because everything, I mean, pretty soon I could see you guys go, anybody going to a store you see a QR code, you bring up your phone and your method of payment. If you have Square, if you have Venmo, which is owned by PayPal, and you just pay with, with your with your phone and you move on and, and you're done. Like you don't have to touch anything. You get your item and you and you go home. I want to thank everybody for turning into this podcast. I, I appreciate your patronage. And if you feel this is something um, informative, um, you know, feel free to share this with uh, friends or colleagues. Thank you very much, everyone, and have a terrific and wonderful day.